Zero. There is no five million. There is no ten. This is garbage, and it does. It pisses me off. And here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. And then to have coaches in our league and across this league say it, clown acts. George, a long rainbow three. Thunder money ball. That one came down wet. A pot of gold at the bottom of that rainbow, baby. Nigel right at the timeline with four seconds. An NBA three at the top. Good. With two point two seconds to go. Drives, turns, spins, feeds wide open, Scott lays it up, and in! Liz Scott did it again! She drains the layup with 5.9 seconds left. In 5, 4, Lewis drives all the way and puts up a layup, missed it, rebound, battled for, loose, on the floor, buzzer, with column suitors, game over! Oklahoma comes into the Farrell Center and knocks off the Baylor Bears by a final score of 78 to 77. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show, Thursday, February 3rd. You know, I, I, I hear people all the time, TJ, who relay to me their experiences of trying to listen to the game while they're watching the game. They like to try to sync up the broadcast or whatever. Some people tell me they enjoy the radio being ahead of the TV. Because then when they're watching it, they know what's going to happen. And I've always thought that was a little bit funny. But last night, I punched up the Varsity Network app so I could listen to Chris. And I had the game on uh, ESPN Plus because I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid to pay the $6.99 a month. And maybe it's $5.99, I can't remember. And Chris was a little bit ahead of the TV. Uh, five, six seconds maybe. And I thought, well, let me see if I can sync this up. So I tried to pause Chris. I did pause Chris. And then I played it again, and it brought him to within like a second or two of the TV. And I started to pause him again, and then I watched the possession, and the shot went in. Like, he told me the shot went in, and then the ball left the hands, and the shot went in. And I was like, oh, let me hang with this for a second. And I watched the rest of the game that way. There was something relaxing about knowing what's about to happen in the high-pressure, high-intense situations from Chris before I actually saw it no, on television. Knowing OU I makes it. the shot, and then at the end, uh, Baylor does not score. Yes. Yeah. Right, before it actually played out. Yeah, I liked it, so I get it now. People. All right, on Tuesday, I had the chance to talk to the coaches, and um, I want to play a portion of the Brent Venables interview now. The whole thing's about 30 minutes, and I would recommend that you go to the uh, Sooner Sports Podcast to listen to it in its entirety 
because the final 15 minutes of it is is uh, Brent talking about soul mission, which you'll be able to tell if you listen to his answer, is he is very, very passionate about. And it's going to be a unique aspect of this Oklahoma football program going forward. So we can't play all of it for you here. We'll just play the portion of him talking about his signing class and some of the players. But I would recommend you go listen to the whole thing. Here's my conversation with BV. Ed Gum, it's, it's good to have you back. Where in the OU again, Coach? Great to have you here. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be here. Um, incredibly familiar. Uh, just very, very comfortable for me. Surreal in some ways. Um, but I, I've said it a hundred times here in the last uh, month, uh, just how much peace I have. And I, again, I guess the biggest thing is just um, certainly the people. Um, there's a lot of from an alignment standpoint, there's a lot of the same people, uh, great uh, friends, and, and certainly uh, here at, at the University of Oklahoma. And But I've also been preparing for this so, for so many years. And, uh, and again, I know I said it before, but from Bill Schneider to Bob Stoops and yeah. Dabo Sweeney, I mean, you talk about three amazing men, great leaders, uh, you know, incredible players, a lot of success. And um, so, uh, again, it's it's... You know, I have felt very uh, prepared, uh, and um, everything's been easy so far. Let's talk about this signing class. Yeah. You had your uh, introductory press conference over at the indoor facility, and then bam. I mean, you <laughs> What a blur. <laughs> I literally, I, I, I had, I think, like two hours of sleep that night. It, and it was just, a, it was an outer body experience. A very, um, again, very um, emotional uh, time for myself and our family. Uh, just incredibly grateful for you know the support um just i look back what an amazing uh you know 24 to 36 hours it was and uh, when i remember showing up i'm like what else is going on here like (laughs) is there another event today and like no they're here for uh your introduction so uh pretty overwhelming uh i'd say overwhelming just humbling um as much as anything that scene at the airport is one yeah. of the all-time great, great scenes. Are you happy with in the short amount of time that you had? You had the December signing day, and now you've added some in February. Are you happy at the class you've assembled? Yeah, we we knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and I just would say, our our recruiting staff, uh, the you know our football staff, and all the ops people, um, all the way down to the student assistants to uh, you know Jr. Sandlin and Lee Davis and Thad Turnipseed. Uh, you know Julie Watson and uh, and so many other people. Our coaches, the way they grinded it out uh, from coast to coast, um, they were really amazing. Um, just did a, a wonderful job of putting it all together is one thing, uh, making the connections with all the right people. But uh, but the the type of people that we brought into our program um, that have made us better, brought value to our locker room. Uh, just couldn't be, uh, you know, happier, and uh, just really look forward to getting a chance to start to work with these young people. Uh, but a great fit, you know, looking for the right fit. You know, yeah. you have to be talented. That's the bare minimum uh, from a talent standpoint. But uh, the the right kind of people and families that we were able to attract. No surprise, um, but it it validated, um, you know, what you thought from a you know the brand is alive and well from coast to coast. And uh, the Oklahoma brand can open up a lot of doors for you. You still got to uh, finish the deal and recruited against uh, the best of the best programs in college football. And uh, we won, you know, more than our fair share. So, 
just uh, incredibly excited about these guys and had a chance. Some, you know, we had a, a bunch of mid years, both some transfers and and guys that uh, graduated at mid year that we uh, took out to dinner uh, last night, and we just had a ball uh, with these guys. And it's a group of guys that are, you know, great humility, um, tremendous toughness, great work ethic. Uh, you know, a lot of cohesion, you know, and chemistry, um, you know, not a, a lot of ego-driven guys. And so uh, whether it's Dylan Gabriel uh, as a quarterback and a leader uh, or, again, a small-town Kansas boy, uh, Jaron Kanick, uh, that uh, they've they, everybody's really adjusted well. Let's, let's start with the small-town Kansas boy. Right, you relate good. to those guys really well. We're going to hear from all your assistants, and they're going to go deeper into the recruiting class. But just to pick a guy off each side of the ball, uh, from Hayes, Kansas, linebacker, I guess, athlete. You could do a lot with him. What do you like about Jaron? Um, I like who he is just as a person. Um, seems like forever ago, but his coach, Tony Crow there at uh, Hayes High School, the Indians, uh, reached out to me. We had had some uh, you know, familiarity with one another uh, through the years, and um, he got a chance to come visit uh, out to Clemson uh, a year and a half or so ago. And, and really understood the type of culture that we had and uh, felt that he, Jaron, being a very connected family, relationship-driven young guy, uh, certainly talented, and his unique skill set would be a great fit in our um, very uh, multiple uh, defense. You know, a guy like him could really uh, uh, be utilized the right way. And uh, But I, most of most of all, what I love about Jaron Cannon, just a great, humble leader, Tough guy, uh, incredible uh, work ethic, uh, really smart, um, both in the classroom and off the field, just great instincts, but just a natural leader. Guys love him because of his humility, and um, he's got broad shoulders. Uh, no task is too big for him. He's fearless uh, in his, uh, you know, his leadership skills and. Uh, just he loves the Lord, um, loves his family. He's a great teammate. Uh, he's a very loyal person uh, to the core, and uh, he's just going to bring great value. I love his versatility. He brings a lot of position versatility, but probably start him off at a strong side position and have him play in space and utilize his skill set as a coverage backer, but help him set the edge to the field and. You know, 6'2 and 220 pounds, ran 4'4, bench press 275 12 times, jump 40 inches, you know, broad jump almost 11 feet. Those are Brent Venables. Uh, yeah, but he can also play the game, you know, yeah. and um, and uh, he's never really played a whole lot of defense. So, um, you know, I expect him, you know, his curve, he's going to be like shot out of a cannon. Because uh, he is a really bright guy and uh, great work ethic, he'll he'll learn quickly. But he's a he's a piece of clay right now. Uh, he doesn't know what he doesn't know right now. But you know, he'll have a you know a great foundation to build from, and uh, that's really probably the easiest of the three linebacker positions to learn. Um, his skill set is very natural for it, and um, from both being in space and uh, being able to run. Uh, place a man and zone coverage both and then we blitz that guy a lot he helps set the edge and all those perimeter bubble screens and and uh, so he again I'm really excited about Jaron just to watch his growth you know because 
where he'll start from the first day of spring to where he'll be first day of, of fall camp. He's going to be on two different planets. I already know. Yeah. And he'll be frustrated in some of that growth and some of the, you know, things that again, he's not as familiar, you know, having really been an offensive player and then he missed a lot of time to some injury as a, as a young player. But sky's the limit for him. And, uh, and again, just such a, a humble young guy that uh, just amazing family. He's a great brother. Uh, to his three sisters, and um, just a really neat person and a simple in so many ways. But, man, he's got so much to him. You know, I'm going to call an audible. I'm going to keep it on the defensive side of the okay. ball because one of the things that was important, it seemed, from the outside was to build that depth on the defensive line. You mm-hmm. lost a lot of talent from last year on this team off the defensive line, and you've done that both through the transfer portal and through freshmen. You've got a ton of talent on that D line coming in. Yeah, we do, and that was obviously we, – we have – we have uh, four seniors, um, uh, four or five seniors on the on the uh, defensive line. That in a year's period of time or less, we're going to be losing them. So it was important that we uh, that we we solidify with both experience and some youth, uh, you know, on the defensive line across the board. And so we were able to do that, uh, you know. Um, so I'm really excited about um, both hitting the transfer portal there. Uh, you know, with uh, with Jonah and uh, with Jeffrey, both you know, bringing some size, some strength, some experience, and then some young guys like like Alton Tarver from you know, Deerfield Beach, and uh, and you know, hopefully we'll be able to finish out the class with a, an, a few more guys, uh, both uh, uh, at high school, both outside and inside as well, to help solidify that group of guys. Um, but it's going to be a uh, if we're going to. Uh, you know, st- stop people and play great defense. Uh, obviously, you watch the Georgia and Alabama game and the national championship, and sure. that's the, uh, the the size and the athletic ability up front and, and how they were able to control uh, both running the football yeah. uh, on offense. Uh, Georgia here, you know, in the second half, establishing that part of the game to really seal the deal. And then uh, Georgia's defensive line, you know, really well, wrecking shot. the strength of your defensive line. And yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. Years, yeah. And I mean, that game was just, you know, <laughs> still burnt in my soul. Uh, in, in just this, that's what it takes. That's what it looks like. And then the, the length and the secondary, you got to be able to match, match up and, and, uh, you know, chew up a lot of space. Offenses make it really hard. And, and, you know, they made a lot of plays on the football. Georgia did. And, but that is, that's what we've been used to. Uh, and that's been the key and the backbone to you know to playing uh, for national championships. Man, you got to be able to stop people. You know, you can't just outscore people. But we've been, you know, we've uh, Clemson complimented uh, some really good defenses with some amazing offenses as well. All right, that's uh, about a little less than half of the conversation with Brent. And so uh, again, I would recommend if you want to hear the whole thing, you can, you can catch it on the SoonerSports.tv or uh, Chris has posted it to the podcast now as well, the Sooner Sports uh, podcast. He explains in great detail what sole mission is. And you guys have heard, um, maybe, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Freak, uh, recently, Caleb Kelly was hired as one of the directors of SOUL, S-O-U-L, which is an acronym. And he explains what it stands for, what it means, what the, what the origin of it was. And it's going to be something unique that Oklahoma football has that Brent believes We'll set it apart from other programs around the country and really be not just a uh, tool to help the young men once they're on campus become better people, but also a recruiting tool that moms and dads say, yeah, I want my uh, son to be a part of that. So 
Uh, check out the rest of the interview there. We'll take a break. I'm sure Victor is beside himself. We haven't done Pet of the Week yet. We'll hit Pet of the Week, plus some of your text messages when we come back. The Air Comfort Solutions text line is 405-651-3439. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. RK Black is your provider of this hour. They also provide you with office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Copiers, fax machines, printers, scanners, document management, network solutions, and so much more. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. A few texts here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Jimbo is a turd. It was like reliving your junior year prom. I don't know if both those were uh, about the same thing. They came in at separate times. But <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, scared to death of a program that got scared of playing Wake Forest. COVID-19 issues equal no QBs on campus. We'll get embarrassed and lose all the players we are recruiting and paying for. We are all shaking in our boots. They do have great facilities down there, though, at College Station. That's one thing you have to give them credit for, Teach. Wonderful facilities. Uh, Jimbo is the definition of hypocrite, is what this one says. Hmm. Plank said, quote, drains the layup, end quote. Laughing emoji face. <laughs> uh, T-Row feeling the pain of us, unco- or of, of us common people. Hmm. Hmm. That came in at the top of the mm-hmm. hour. I'm not sure That's what about, but I always feel, I feel everyone's pain out there, common or uncommon. Uh, the reason Toby was comforted by Chris during the basketball game, it has to be because of his smooth slow deep monotone voice that only chris he's can good, provide man. yeah he's good <laughs> yes. by the way i was listening to that brent interview and i was i was thinking when we were doing it and then it didn't dawn on me till i was listening back to it just now what was different about it i was like this is i think it's the first time i've ever interviewed brent venables when he was at full voice that he wasn't hoarse you know Mm-hmm. Anytime you talk to him after a game, his voice is gone. Or even like the week during a game, his voice is gone because he's yelling at practice. He's yelling at the games. He's always yelling. And he was like, he wasn't hoarse during that interview. I was, oh, okay. That's <laughs> this what is Brent what your normal like voice sounds like, horse. right? <laughs> uh, we are caught up on the text line. Uh, you want to do pet? Sure. I got. Let me find my you email got here. Your pet of the week. Uh, I have it here. All right. Pet of the week it. time. It is uh, pet of the week time. It's time for uh, the pet of the week. Uh, TJ almost had to go adopt him a new pet yesterday. Stop. Like, but thankfully everything's Stop okay. It. Everything's okay, right? Stop. What are I'm you doing? I'm just saying. Thankfully everything doing? is okay. It, everything's It was great. touch and go there for a bit with uh, didn't Gus. Didn't know what was going on. It's not Gus. What's his name? Uh, it's Brooklyn. It's not he. It's a her. Brooklyn. That's Jeez, right. dude. Uh, Brooklyn is, uh, don't, for those who are new to the show, we got a lot of new listeners. Brooklyn is TJ's dog. Bronx is TJ's son. That's right. Uh, Brooklyn is, was found on the streets of Brooklyn. That's uh, what his name <laughs> She may have been in the condition we got her in. 
Bronx was conceived in a bathroom true. at Yankee that's, Stadium. That's, that's where that name no, came not from. Not true at all. All right, go yeah. ahead. Tell folks about the pet of the week. Brought to you today by the Transfer Portal. Go ahead, teacher. Close. Dr. Otto University Animal Hospital and OK Canine Corral, your doggy daycare grooming resort. Two locations here in Norman. Uh, lemon. Some serious snow drifts out here in Piedmont, by the way. The sun is up and I'm looking around. By the way, uh, next hour. Up dog in next one of hour these could snow get drifts. real interesting, by the way, speaking of that. So, uh, Chris, obviously not available. Which I found his email funny that I got at like almost one in the morning that said, hey, I think we're supposed to leave here at 830, so I should be in studio by 11. And I'm like, you're not going to be in studio by 11, dude. <laughs> I think you should broadcast from the bus. Like, well, you I know do they're too. all in a good mood. I do, too. Just pass the microphone around, pass the headset around to everyone. Well, That'd I say fun. that, too, because I just got a text from uh, Josh that said, yeah, my car's stuck. And I'm like, well. I thought that might be the case. So you need me to go wire to I'm, wire today. You may Just go six going? to six. It may be me and you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> lemon is our pet of the week. A Catahoula leopard dog mix. Uh, female, five years That's not old. A real kind of dog. Catahoula. Is that a real dog? A Catahoula leopard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I want to. I, I. That's one of my uh, dogs in the future. That's on the short list. Is a Catahoula. Um. Wow. So, Lemon, 36 pounds, five years old, Merle and White. Is Merle a color? I've never heard of half of these words. I know, saying. I know. Uh, they say she's Merle and White, which Merle apparently is tan. Uh, Lemon is five years old, but in the picture, looks like she's about five months old. Uh, mm -hmm. Looks to be very happy. Loves the fact that she's getting to play with a tennis ball in this picture. Uh, all smiles, ears perked me, up. Uh, Last week, I uh, crossed the Chattahoochee River. <laughs> Catahoula. How about that? I, I, I'm saying that right, too, right, for that type of dog? A Catahoula I leopard no idea. mix. I don't know. Um, oh, she's very cute. Very happy. Looks like high energy. All tan. Like I said, they merle and white is what they describe it as. Loves to play catch. Loves to play catch. You can tell and chase a ball. Um, tan with the white chest, white tips on her paw. Uh, some black around the eyes, big O ears just standing straight up, and mm -hmm. just a big smile on her face. A very, you are very not going to sneak dog. up on Lemon. <laughs> no, she's going to hear those footsteps for sure. <laughs> Lemon looks like one of those dogs that, uh, you know, the neighbor four houses down could open the front door, and she goes, huh? Sits up straight. You know? <laughs> yes. It also looks like uh, if you have a uh, tall fence in your backyard, yet see a dog's head just popping up over it every now and then, it's her just hopping on the ground. So <laughs> looks like she would have a pretty good vertical. Good vert? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else do we need to tell folks about Lemon, Teach? Uh, I don't know anything else. She looks like a great medium-sized dog. Uh, looks like she'd be a lot of fun. Looks like I said, it, it looks yeah. like high energy. So I wouldn't probably suggest lemon for an apartment, a small apartment. Or this anything. dog wakes up in a good mood. Looks like it. Yeah, I've got uh, a dog like that. I got a couple of dogs that wake up every day in a bad mood. Like Lucky wakes up every day and he's like, "Ugh, here we go again." That's not lemon. Lemon is. Uh, I agree. Uh, one loves to play catch, endless energy, uh, and fun. This dog is going to be fun. It's going to love to go for walks. Good-looking dog. 
I don't know what a Catahoula leopard dog is, but it's a good-looking dog here. I think it's a cattle dog, type of cattle dog, I think. Hmm. I'm not positive right, on good. that, but I think so. Well, if someone would like to adopt Lemon, how do they get a hold of the uh, transfer portal? Uh, Norman Animal Shelter, uh, 3428 South Jenkins Avenue here in Norman. Give them a call. Say, I want to uh, find out about Lemon, 405-292-9736. If you're out of the area thinking about adopting a pet, you can go to adoptapet.com, put in the area you're at, and it'll show you all the animals available at your local shelter there. So big thanks to Dr. Otto and University Animal Hospital. And okay, As we go to break... As we go to break, a couple of nuggets. Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. He shuns the advances of the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I don't need to tell TJ this, but a nice win for the USA last night on the pitch. 3-0 over Honduras. They actually played that game in Minnesota outdoors in February, TJ. It was 2 degrees, negative 10 wind chill. They had a World Cup qualifier. Uh, not a brilliant job of scheduling by whoever decided Minnesota outdoors in february would be a good idea but it worked out for the u.s they got a three nothing win all right we'll take a break we'll get back on schedule here we'll take some of your texts when we come back it's a thursday snow day t-row in the morning show brought to you by every day by extreme outdoor equipment we'll be back the ref network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft tornado we can help Call 405-735-5510. Clown Axe. T-Row and Slice Bread back with you. I might stick. We've tried out a lot of nicknames on you in the last 17 years. Right. I just don't want to be confused with Slice Bread from Bro Bible. How do we know you're not? How do you know I'm not? It's time for today's Daily Top 5, TJ. Today's T-Row Daily Top 5. The Winter Olympics are underway. The opening ceremony is Friday. But they are underway. I've got some uh, mixed curling to watch after the show is over. Very excited about that. I've recorded it from last night. Please, no spoilers. Uh, TJ, I've ranked the top five winter sports I most enjoy watching. Winter Olympic sports. Uh, are you a Winter Olympics viewer? If I flip past and curling's on, I might stop. Otherwise, very doubtful. I'll tune in for much <coughs> of it. Excuse me. Winter or summer? Which do you prefer? More? I prefer summer. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll not chance the, I watch a lot not more the summer. season. The Olympics. Both. Both. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's closer for me than. There's some winter Olympic sports that are more exciting than summer. Like, I don't really get into the Olympic basketball, you know. That don't do much for me. Track and field. Mm. Swimming. Ah. What do I really like in the summer, Teach? What's something I really like in the summer? Um, Beach volleyball. I did enjoy watching volleyball, both beach and Regular with my daughter this year in the Olympics. That was fun because she's so into that. So, yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. All right, here we go. Top five. Honorable mention, but not making the top five, speed skating. Remember Apollo Anton Ono? Mm-hmm. Only from yeah, his Coca-Cola commercials. <laughs> uh, what was the guy when we were um, – what was the guy when we were, uh, like, in the L.A. Olympics? Uh, Dan, Dan Jansen. Dan, yeah. Uh-huh. 
like his sister died or something or his mom. I or just remember he was on air every day, man. McDonald's, Wheaties. Yeah. Figure skating did not make me make my top five. I know it is number one for a lot of people out there. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy a good, you know, if you've got a Tanya Harding versus uh, Nancy Kerrigan situation, then I'm, that's good drama. But for the most part, I'm not going to be tuning in for all the figure skating. I know you're a big figure skating guy, TJ. Oh, I hope you're not it. offended I by absolutely that. absolutely love it, yeah. I, I considered the biathlon. I am fascinated by the biathlon. The the guys who ski cross-country and then stop and shoot at things, that's interesting to me. But it didn't make my top five. Here you go, TJ. My top five winter Olympic sports. Number five, downhill skiing. I'm, t- I'm not talking about the slalom here. I'm talking when they're going Speed, wide open. Fast. Yes. I, there is somewhat of a common theme here. The winter sports I enjoy the most are when death is in the possibility. <laughs> Peekaboo Street. Uh, uh, what was the guy? Bodie Miller. Remember Bodie Miller always disappointed. He was always the favorite, and he always finished fourth or something. Oh, man, what was the guy back when we were kids, TJ, that was uh, the great downhill skier for the U.S.? I couldn't tell you. I don't, uh, I don't know. I like it. Man, they're going 1,000 miles an hour. You know, they hit the bump. They're wildly out of control. I like a good downhill skiing at five. Number four, ski jumping. Again, could go terribly wrong. Remember the wide world of sports open? Yeah. Where the guy goes careening off the side of the ski jump? Man, they fly. Can you imagine? Hey, did you watch that movie about uh, Eddie the Eagle? No, I heard about. I I've heard from some Eddie people that Eagle. was uh, pretty good, but I really have not good. seen it. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, it's got Hugh Jackman in it. Um, yeah, I, I like ski jumping. That's amazing. Can you imagine doing that like once in your life? Wouldn't you just be? You stand at the top of that thing. There's no guardrails. Like Lincoln wants guardrails for the transfer portal they need some guardrails on the side of those ski jumps teach because <laughs> no I mean, you don't want to hit the guardrail no you don't need that need you no don't want to go flying off the side either number three my favorite winter olympic sports i'm combining bobsled and luge i do like the bobsled so i'm with you on that one again dangerous high speed i like that when remember when herschel walker was on our bobsled team mm-hmm they go run and then they all jump in in a coordinated effort at the same time. That's fun. But then you got the luge. You just got one guy going or gal going a hundred miles an hour up on the side. Then the camera gets them coming around the corner. I like that. Number two, hockey. I do not ever watch hockey except for the Winter Olympics. I couldn't care less about the NHL uh, or any other form of hockey. I'm, it's a great sport. Some of you out there love it. I'm more power to you. It's not in my wheelhouse. But Olympic hockey, I'm all about it. The miracle on ice, TJ. Enough said. Enough you said get them on out that. There with now the you USA haven't had that since. Jersey. <laughs> Well, we've had some good ones, though. I mean, they started letting the pros in, and it became pretty exciting, actually. 
you have a bunch of NHL guys playing against each other. I don't know if that's the case this year or not. I haven't studied up. But I like some good Olympic hockey. Finland, Sweden, Russia. It's good. And number one, TJ, and it's not even close, curling. No, Again, surprise. dangerous. Might knock a toenail off. Yeah, those rocks are heavy. You ever tried to pick up one of those rocks? You could smash somebody with that thing. Man, I don't know what it is about it, honestly, but I could sit down to watch curling at 9 o'clock in the morning, and before I know it, it's 7 o'clock at night. I, I am addicted to it. The strategy of it, but it's it's like sometimes they'll show it in July, like just a curling match in Canada somewhere, and I'll watch it, but I'm not as something about the Olympic gold medal being on the line and the representing the countries and stuff. That curling is just man, it's my cup of tea. Teach, I love it. Do we love curling so much because we think we could actually? compete in it at a high level. Oh, Olympic I would be level. good at curling. Yeah. yeah. I would be good at curling. Yeah. Like you're not getting you in a bobsled on no. the US bobsled team, but there I'm is not a jumping legitimate off a ski jump. <laughs> the, right. But there is a legitimate chance of you one day making the curling team. You could strategize along with them, you know, you look at the where the rocks are, are and you're like he's got to come out here and he's got to just barely touch it that way and just oh, the execution of it and yeah, they do look like just like guys who were on their couch yesterday, you know? They're probably uh, will have seven beers after the match, you know? They're just normal dudes. I love curling. So there you go, T. Those are my, my daily top five Winter Olympic sports today. Any problems with my list? Uh, no problems at all. In fact, it coincided with my wow. uh, da- my daily top five of things that can put you to sleep quickly. So. Be nicer, okay? These are Olympians. <laughs> are you rooting for Team Germany again in the Olympics? <laughs> no, they're not playing basketball in the winter, so no. TJ's yeah. a big German fan for those who are new to the show. Dirk's not with them anymore. I've, I've pulled back on the Germans. Chris Plank, live from Cowtown, maybe, next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by R.K. Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. I can't wait for this. Uh, We are joined now by Chris Plank, crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Which is closed today, by the way. write a book about his... It's closed today. Chris could write a book about his last 24 hours. Chris, uh, where are you right now? Fort Worth, Texas, Toby. We are um, at the, let's see, we're at the same hotel, the Bonvoy. Bonvoy? That we stay at for football when we come down to take on TCU. And, uh, boy, it's been a fun night. (laughs) I'm sure for... I'm sure for the Shannon Gages and uh, Lindy Roberts and the Ginny Baranchecks of the world, um, Shannon Gage is the director of ops, and uh, Lindy is the sports administrator. I'm sure it hasn't been the most fun uh, 24 hours, but when you, you know, we, we're kind of in what, the, the, the toy store of sports, right, where we get to show up and we get to call a game, and it's like, all right, see you later. Um, so this is, 
you know, it's, 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 it's challenging, I'm sure, for everyone involved to try to navigate through this winter storm. But it makes it a whole heck of a lot easier when you're able to do it after a win on the road in Waco like they had last night. <laughs> okay, tell me about uh, from like 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon till you guys ran okay. into that arena, what happened? So how, how much time do we have? I just, I, I'll, I'll try to do my uh, best. Seven, eight, six, seven, seven and a half minutes. minutes, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I just want to, you know, this is kind of like asking me uh, about soul. So here we go. You ready? Right. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yesterday, the plan was it, it, it had there had been one slight change, right? We were going to leave, and Toby, you can attest to this. We've started to see some of these trips leave from Norman and Westheimer Airport, which is big time for me because that's a sh- much shorter drive, and I don't have to worry about riding on a bus from the Lloyd Noble Center to yeah. uh, Will Rogers Airport. But the first change was, If you could hey, just get them to take off of that Goldsby field right there, that would be ideal could, for you. I, but hey, Westheimer's I pretty could, good. Yeah. I could walk to that airport. So um, we, would, we, would end, we ended up planning to go out of Oklahoma City. Well, the plan was for everyone to meet and the bus to leave at 2 o'clock. Just by some wild stroke of luck, I had written down 1 o'clock instead of 2 o'clock. So I go by. My show's done. The kids were home. I, actually, I did my show from home. Drove to the radio station, got the equipment, grabbed a bike to eat, and was just sitting in the parking lot, kind of like, oh, I'm early. And literally, as soon as I finished a sandwich, Toby, my phone rang, and it was one of the staff members, and she said, we got to go. Where are you? We got to go now. I'm like, oh, well, this is good. I'm walking towards the bus right now. So I ended up getting lucky in that I happened to be just there at the right time. And this is at 1.30. So we're leaving about 30 minutes early. Well, it was to my surprise when I got on the bus when I realized we're bus, And that's when I started texting you because you and I have taken that trip to Waco many times. We know what the traffic is like in Fort Worth. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way we're getting there by tip-off. And, of course, we didn't, but that's for later in the story. So we go. And throughout this process, you know, we're on the phone. We're trying to fix things with the radio network and, making sure everything's set. So you're starting to look at the clock. You realize where we're jammed up in traffic. Our bus driver with Kincaid Coach Lions did an incredible job. He found, I don't know if it's a shortcut, and I was trying to follow it, but it got us around a lot of traffic. And next thing I know, I looked did up you, and we were just Were you in Fort, Fort Worth? Did you get did you get off uh, right before downtown and go kind of through a neighborhood and stuff and get back on? Okay. So, Toby, we this when we got off, this was right around that fancy loves, that yeah. was at least that's right there by the 35 exchange, right? So, oh, okay, so, before Denton. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's right. So I got you. I don't. Okay. I don't know how. Um, I don't know. I just traffic was backed up. It was red for a long time, and my man went off road. So as as this process is going on, it's taking a while. We're fighting traffic. Clock is ticking. Game time gets pushed back. Um, thankfully, Baylor was very accommodating on that front, and then. When we got into Waco, this is, this is probably the best moment of it. You know, we're counting down. Our, we have taped our pregame show on the bus. <laughs> I, I texted Coach Perron. How'd you do that? Okay, so you're, just, you're seat hopping, talking to people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically what I did, and, and, it, and, and again, you know, it, it was a whole thing in trying to sit. So I have my phone, all my equipment's underneath the bus, right, just because there's not a lot of room on the bus usually. So I text Coach. I'm like, Coach, can we do pregame? Now she goes absolutely come on up. So we take two, three, four minute segments, right? So then I realize we're not going to be there in time for when that's done. So then I just kind of put together a hey, you know, tonight's Baylor. 
what a game against Texas. Let's relive the moment. So I'm going back on my computer while we're on this bus and editing all these highlights. And I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, listen, there's a, a distinct difference between the radio bus or the radio voice and the on the bus voice, right? You're being a little bit more discreet when you're on the sure. bus because right. the last thing anyone wants is radio guy up there yakking away while they're getting ready. So I put together another full segment. Well, as we get into Waco, you know, we're on the air. The, the broadcast is on the air and it's rolling. And I realize we're cutting it close to get it in time, not only for tip-off, but for me to be hooked up by the time that third emergency segment wraps up. Our bus driver nearly gets run off the road by a diesel trucker. And it, this dude just came right into our lane as horns honking, guys going crazy. And, and, you know, our guys being as safe as he possibly can. This dude came right into him. And so literally – it forced us to have to almost hop a curb in order to get to our exit. And it, I mean, literally it was like smoking a bandit. I, I, I didn't know whether or not to go up and high five my guy or, or go pray when we were done. You know, it was, it was just, it was amazing how this man was able to navigate through these back roads and there's some dude trying to run us off the road. And then we pull up, it's pouring out. Um, originally they wouldn't let, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We're in a bus, right? And the Baylor people are standing outside with this gate and, I, I look up and Shannon Gage is like, we're here to play. Now they're letting the guys know you need to let us in this entrance so we can go play. Um, and so the girls go racing off the bus. They get up there. I set up all the equipment, hit go. And literally, as soon as I connect, the guy goes, all right, you're on in five. <laughs> it was, it was, and I'm not being melodramatic. That's how wild it was. So oh, we wow. get set up. They how did they stretch on the bus? I heard they like stretched or warmed up on the bus and everything. They did, did they really do that? Yeah, yeah. So again, that's like in the aisles or what were they doing? So they had two groups. Are we done already? Oh my gosh! Okay, I'll keep listening. I'll keep real quick. They had two groups, and one would stand and stretch, and their strength coach is the best. And then Brittany Merrick, their athletic trainer, had one seat on the bus, and she taped every single one of these student athletes while they were on the bus getting to the game last night. (laughs) And then on the way home, we realized we got to stop in Fort Worth. Here we are, hoping to get home very soon. Uh, all right, be safe. Uh, you're incredible. Uh, amazing job that you more. did yesterday. And, uh, we got more. I'm going to jump on right up to more. Josh off the top, so we'll have a little bit more coming up next. Okay. Stick around, folks. Great story. Thanks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great uh, Thursday, everybody. No Rudy's tonight.